0: I'm Gabriel Spitzer, and this is Transmission.
1: We are fortunate to have uh, inherited the wisdom of our predecessors, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who 85 years ago uh, signed the Social Security Act, which started the unemployment insurance program in the United States.
0: This is Washington Governor Jay Inslee speaking during one of his daily press conferences back in mid-April.
1: This is a program to protect people who've lost their job through no fault of their own. And unfortunately, we have thousands of people in that situation today. The Security Department has paid $125 million, last 50,000 individuals, a quarter of a billion dollars into the pockets of Washingtonians since March. This is the most that has been paid in any week since the program began in the Great Depression in the 1930s.
0: Since the COVID-19 pandemic landed in Washington, the economic fallout has driven more than a million people here to apply for unemployment insurance. Those payments have become the safety net for workers during the worst recession in generations. The federal government beefed it up in the CARES Act, a recognition of how urgent the situation is for tens of millions of Americans. But many in Washington have been out of work for weeks, some for months, and are still waiting for their unemployment money. People like laid-off bartender Steve Weaver say they're being pushed to the brink of financial ruin.
2: Uh, We need our money, we need it now. People
0: need to live. Today on Transmission, the unpaid. KNKX's Jennifer Wing takes it from here.
3: After Steve Weaver parks his small hatchback, which is also serving as his home right now, it's where he sleeps almost every night these days. We meet up outside on a sidewalk in Tacoma. The purple bandana he's using as a mask doesn't quite fully cover up his beard. He moved to the Northwest three years ago. He fell in love with the beauty of this part of the world after visiting a few of his relatives who live here. Steve is a bartender.
2: I've been doing that for about 10 years. Uh, I've been in the hotel industry for about 13.
3: He worked at the Hilton in downtown Vancouver,
2: Washington for a few years. And then ended up getting a job at the brand new Hyatt Hotel in Portland. I worked there for four months, and then the pandemic hit, of course, and I was laid off in mid-March.
3: For a while, Steve commuted to Portland from Washington State. He applied for unemployment on March 26th, but he needed money right away. So he started working for DoorDash, an app that delivers food.
2: I have diabetes. I couldn't wait for the unemployment income to pay for my insulin, pay for other necessities.
3: He got a stimulus check pretty early,
2: and that helped. But that, you know, that and my savings both were depleted very quickly as I was, you know, paying for my car payments, paying for car insurance, uh, phone bill. I have I have all of my own furniture in storage.
3: When the Northwest went into lockdown mode to prevent the spread of COVID-19, Steve was staying on a friend's couch. He was looking for a place to live closer to his new job in Portland. But now, with his new financial situation, getting an apartment was not happening. And the place where he was staying on the couch, well, one of the people there has a compromised immune system.
2: I couldn't risk exposing him and his wife to the disease. And so I made the choice to leave and stay in my car.
3: On April 14th, Steve says Washington's Employment Security Department, or ESD, denied his unemployment because of his work for DoorDash. But he knew that people in his situation, people who were laid off and working a gig economy job to stay afloat, were eligible, so he appealed the denial. Steve is not alone. Right now in the state of Washington, months into this pandemic, the Employment Security Department estimates that at the minimum, there are still tens of thousands of people who qualify for unemployment who haven't received it yet.
2: The situation became very precarious uh, right around early mid-May.
3: Not hearing anything about his case, Steve called the Employment Security Department.
2: I talked to three different people I was told three very different things. And at that point, that's when I decided, all right, this situation isn't gonna fix itself. People need to start making noise. We need to start putting pressure on our officials because this is not going anywhere. If we just, you know, I'd waited. At that point, it was eight weeks that I'd waited for my benefits.
3: Steve drove to Olympia and started standing outside the Employment Security Department building and the steps of the Capitol building, holding up his handmade signs that said, where's our unemployment? And this one, ask me why I'm homeless. Hint, unemployment is broken. He posted videos of these one-man protests on Facebook.
2: Hey guys, Steve Weaver here out on the corner of Maple Park Avenue and Capitol Way, just outside of the Employment Security Department office. Uh, Had a tremendous response from a lot of the cars driving by, a good amount of honking, and everyone's waving at me. It's really weird. And and at that point, that's when I found the Washington State Unemployment Support Group on Facebook. And so I realized by, you know, going through that, just the, the sheer volume of people that were going through the same thing as myself. The outpouring of support from you guys has been absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate everyone's comments, everyone's kind words. We're all in this together. This is a fight that we're all going to keep doing until we win.
3: This Facebook group that Steve found and posts video updates to, the Washington State Unemployment Support Group, it has more than 11,000 members. Most of the posts are made by people in Steve's situation. Men and women in financial limbo, teetering on financial disaster. People waiting to be paid. What people write is pretty heartbreaking. Some of the members post daily. Still waiting. No luck today. Maybe tomorrow will be the day I get paid. One woman recently posted this. And a good morning turns to tears again. She goes on to explain that she's a mom with three kids and is on the verge of losing her home and being homeless. She says this is the first time she's ever had to apply for unemployment. Another person in the group asked this question, what's the longest you've been on hold with ESD? In the thread, people write that they've been on hold for three hours, six hours. One person says he was on hold for eight hours and still didn't get through to talk to someone. So they turned to the group for advice. There's a lot of venting, and there's also a wealth of kindness. A woman shared with the group that her teenage daughter had recently died. The family couldn't afford a casket and had to have her cremated. Others in the group, who have not much money to spare, scraped together $1,200 to help the family pay for a funeral. Steve Weaver, the bartender, vouches that this last story is sadly very true. He helped set up the GoFundMe account for the family. So, why is this happening? Why are so many people having such a difficult time getting their unemployment? Well, the modern world has never been through anything like this before. Like other employment offices across the country, Washington's is completely swamped. The department's director, Susie Levine, says she knows there's a lot of suffering
1: happening. We hear you. We absolutely do. This drives what has been and will continue to be our number one priority getting every Washingtonian the benefits for which they are eligible as quickly as possible. In a crisis of this magnitude, that is a hard task. And in almost three months into this crisis, we are entirely focused on how we can continuously do better for people who are counting on us.
3: Along with the volume of claims the state is trying to process, it's also dealing with a tidal wave of fraud.
1: It's imposter fraud on a grand scale, stealing unemployment benefits one person at a time. What
3: we're learning, according to CNBC, the U.S. Secret Service is currently investigating a Nigerian crime ring who they say are using American stolen identities and exploiting the coronavirus. These cases. are identities that were previously stolen from credit reporting companies such as Equifax and TransUnion. Susie Levine says no information was stolen from her department. The state estimates more than $600 million has been lost to this Nigerian fraud ring. So far, about half of it has been recovered. Dozens of people are being hired to investigate claims and to answer the fraud hotline. Because of the fraud, Levine is halting payments to some people who had been getting unemployment, people the state isn't so sure about and won't send any more money to until identities are verified.
1: Because we still can't distinguish between the legitimate and the fraudulent claimants, I am not going to send money out to fraudulent claimants. And it takes a skilled investigator, and we're training more people for this skill, to be able to distinguish between these fake identifications and the real ones.
3: This is the situation that Sabrina Holcomb is in. She was getting unemployment, and then the money just stopped.
4: My savings account is at zero.
3: Sabrina is a laid off IT worker in Lakewood. She's also a member of the Washington State Unemployment Support Group. She has two grown kids living with her at home. She didn't pay rent this month. She's dipped into her retirement account and doesn't want to completely deplete it. She's starting to run out of options.
4: I had to go and try to get a credit card, which I have, I have sworn not to do. I went and got a credit card so that I could buy groceries and try to get the, the tabs on my car expired. And that's never happened to me, that I couldn't just go and get the tabs on my car or that I'm looking at my car insurance bill and I'm trying to figure out how am I gonna pay this? And I've never had a problem with that and I do now.
3: When Zabrina's unemployment was stopped, the state asked her to re-verify her identity.
4: I uploaded my driver's license and my social security card for myself, and I did my son for him. We uploaded it. The day that I got the alert, I sent it in immediately. And so I said, we'll, we'll just wait. You know, they'll get it done. They'll, they'll verify. They'll clear us. We're fine.
3: Zabrina is still waiting. She wants the state to know that she's just as mad about the lack of communication as she is about not knowing how she's going to pay for
4: groceries. You need to communicate to people because this is our lives. This is our livelihood. These are our families. This is money that we have put into the system. we work. worked, I've worked my entire life. I've never had to file for unemployment. And if this is the way that it goes, this, is a, this puts a real bad taste in your mouth. And I'm afraid for my children, you know, what if, what if this continues? What do I do? Like Steve
3: Weaver, the laid off bartender living out of his car, Sabrina is making connections with people in the unemployment
4: group. I've been checking on people in the Facebook group that I don't know personally and probably will never meet. But I remember seeing their story and I might say, hey, how are you today? Are you okay? How, how are things? You know, do you have an update? Did anything change for you? One of the people in the group who she's gotten to know is Steve. Steve Weaver is an amazing human being, and I told him that. I said, you are an amazing human, sir.
3: And again, Sabrina and Steve, they've posted a lot of video updates. A post from Steve a few weeks ago came as a big, happy surprise.
2: Hey, guys. Steve here. Um, I know it's a it's, it's little after three in the morning. Uh, I know most of you guys aren't going to be watching right now. Um, At three o'clock this morning, I got a notification from my bank that $8,048 was deposited into my account. Uh, I am, uh, I'm going through a freaking whirlwind of emotions right now.
4: And I was in tears for this man who is living in his car and, and doing his best to help other people when he could be concerned about himself, and he's not. To see a human being like that makes me say, okay, maybe I can do a little bit more once this is all over with. I can help somebody. I can reach my hand out, you know.
2: Okay. Thank you for everyone's support. Thank you so much for everyone that helped out. We're going to keep fighting, and all of us are going to get the money we need and we deserve. Thank you.
3: Steve says that these last few months, people have helped him out with small loans of cash. No one wants to be paid back. They just tell him,
2: Don't worry about paying me back. Just pay it forward.
3: One way he's trying to do that is to share the stories of people like Sabrina and the thousands of others who are waiting for their unemployment to come through. The night before I met Steve in Tacoma, he gave public testimony at the Olympia City Council meeting.
2: This system that is administered by the state that is supposed to be equitable for everyone is equitable only in failing Washingtonians that desperately need it.
3: Steve is taking his one-man protest on the road, standing with his signs on street corners in cities across Washington state to make more people aware of the issue. He's calling it his Weaver Across Washington tour. After Steve and I finish talking, he heads to a drugstore to buy insulin. Remember, he's a diabetic. But it's not for him. It's for a woman he met on the Facebook group, who's also a diabetic, but who can't afford to buy this medication she needs to stay alive. As he was heading to get the insulin, the woman sent Steve a message that her church was able to take care of this need. So the money he was going to spend on insulin, he sent it to Sabrina instead.
0: KNKX's Jennifer Wing. We should note this story is evolving. The Employment Security Department says it might be getting help from members of the National Guard to chip away at the backlog and to speed up the process of investigating suspicious claims. Also, the State Auditor's Office says it will investigate how the Employment Security Department got hit so hard by fraud. Auditor Pat McCarthy says her office can't speed up any payments for people, But I can try to figure out how things got so bad, so hopefully something like this doesn't happen again. Meanwhile, a handful of lawsuits have been filed against the Employment Security Department by people who say the state has failed to process their claims in a timely manner. This episode was produced by Jennifer Wing and edited by Aaron Hennessy. Transmission comes to you from the staff of KNKX, including Posey Gruner and Kevin Kniestead, we get help from Kari Plog, and our executive producer is Florangela Davila. We really appreciate your feedback. Send it to outreach at knkx.org, and please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Gabriel Spitzer. Catch you next time on Transmission.